0: Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we're doing more than setting the clocks back, gassing up the mower, and stocking up on cleaning products. We are springing forward, putting ourselves out there in a new way. With new life comes new ideas and inspiration. Let's use nature's momentum to catapult us to new heights. Been intimidated to speak up? It's time to find your voice. Procrastinating a major life change? No time like the present to shake things up. Fearful of failure? Phooey. You have to be down before you can rise up. Let's explore why now and why not now. Ready to put action to your ideas and 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, launch? For too long we've accepted the status quo, tabled our own ideas, discounted our desires, and waited, just waited for who knows what. That dream to either die or fall in our laps. That knock at the door where someone is standing on the other side with a big check a long-lost brother, someone kneeling professing love, the keys to your new car, the nameplate for your corner office. Just fill in the blanks with whatever is plaguing you. Life happens and we get distracted. We grow up and reality sets in. Someone with bigger needs steps forward to take our place in line. We buy into the negativity and start doubting ourselves and our worthiness. Just fill in the blanks with whatever is preventing you from getting there. Where's there? Great question. This is the biggest blank of all. What do you want to do next? We aren't going to spend time with regret, blaming ourselves for not going for it or letting our dreams die. No ruminating over the season of your life when you thought everything and anything was possible. We were all there at one point or another. Today is a new day, and tomorrow has possibilities that today doesn't even know about. What do you want to do next? Step one. Step two will be about what is preventing you. And step three will be how to take action. Let's go. Dr. Janice Vilhar helps us get there with an article she wrote for Psychology Today, How to Figure Out What You Want in Life. Knowing what you want is the first and most important step in creating a better future. But how do you make this important decision? Trying to decide what you want in a world full of so many choices can seem overwhelming. On the other hand, most people have a very good idea of what they do don't want in life. We look around and we see all the terrible things happening in the world, and we realize we don't want war. We don't want poverty. We don't want sickness. We look at our own lives and think about the things that don't feel right, such as the boss who nags, the spouse who isn't supportive, the kids who don't listen, or the empty checking account. You may have thoughts like, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to work at this lousy job where no one appreciates me. Or, I don't want to have to deal with the screaming kids who never listen. The good news is, if you can identify what you don't want, knowing what you do want is definitely within your reach. To perceive anything, there must be a contrast between the two states. To know that something is unwanted we must know that something else is wanted instead. One serves as the reference point for the other. For example, we could not identify the wanted state of happiness if we didn't know what it was like to experience the unwanted state of being unhappy. The reason you can identify what you don't want is that you are aware some other preferable states exist. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it was unwanted you simply have to give more of your attention to the wanted state and give it some clarity. Once you've identified what you don't want, see if you can flip it over and find the contrasting state in which you want. If you don't wanna live in the city, perhaps it's because you prefer a slower country place. If you don't wanna work in a retail job, but you aren't sure what kind of job you would like, Write down as many details as you can about what you don't like about retail. For example, I don't like retail because it's exhausting to stand on my feet all day. Instead, I would like a job where I could spend more time at a desk. Once you've identified what you don't want, ask yourself, what would I like to see instead? Here's some examples. Don't want. I don't want a spouse who doesn't appreciate me. Want. I want a spouse who adores me and treats me with respect. Don't want. I don't want to work at this lousy job. Want. I want a job that stimulates me intellectually and allows me to be creative. Get as specific as possible. Once you've decided you want a job that is stimulating and creative, start thinking about other aspects of the job you would like like independence, a lot of interaction with coworkers, increased responsibility, a better salary. The more details you include, the more specific you can be in developing the plan and the steps necessary to achieve your goals. Deciding what you want today does not mean you can't change your mind tomorrow. Often, we think we want something, but as we find out more about it, we change our minds. Consider this a success, not a failure. It doesn't mean you don't know what you want. It means you know you want something else instead. Focus on that, something else instead, and go in that direction. Deciding that you don't want something that you thought you did just means you're making a more informed decision with new data that wasn't available to you before. It's not the same as giving up when things get difficult. Also, keep in mind there is no final destination in life. Every time you obtain something you want, you have a new perspective from which to see other possibilities. Choosing something you want doesn't mean you give up all the other possibilities. It means you open the door to possibilities you didn't know existed. If you find yourself looking at your list of wants and saying, I don't really believe I can have what I want, then you have a different issue about your expectations of the future. You act on what you expect, not what you want, so your expectations need to align with your wants or you won't be able to achieve them. As a child, I wanted to be an actress. Well, A movie star, actually. I wanted the glitzy gown and all the attention. I acted in plays and was never afraid to be in front of a big audience. It's funny how things haven't changed much. Well, the glitz and glam have faded away and my need for attention, but I'm still able to tap into those same desires through public speaking and my podcast. I was always selling something. A true entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 8 or 9, selling my own toys on the side of the street. As a latchkey kid, you can imagine my mother's reaction to my newfound success. Everything I can remember that I did, I monetized, from a homemade pretzel stand to daffodils selling by the street in the springtime. I had my own handmade jewelry store, exception to the rule, I know, catchy name, right? I created a custom shadow box business and even tried to launch my own line of handbags. I have three trademarks and some might say a lot of pipe dreams. But for me, all my attempts created some of the best memories I have. The excitement of a clever idea mixed with the planning and creating, the launch, and the first adoption. Whether that is an actual transaction, or someone just getting it, it's a thrill. Today my desire is still there, just channeled in a different direction. I'm driven by people, and the love I have to see them succeed. My transactions aren't monetary, but soul nourishing, which to me is priceless. Putting yourself out there in a new way might mean rethinking what's important to you, but mixing those ideas with the drivers that have always been in you from the start. Springing forward with a new idea may or may not include your life's purpose or passion. But aren't you curious? Understanding what you're meant for and what speaks to you will help you step into something new with confidence. I love, love, love Jack Canfield and all his wisdom. Chicken suit for the soul? Yep, that was him. Jack is a pioneer in the field of personal development and has devoted his life and career to helping others achieve their personal definition of success. I love that. Success to you might be totally different from the next person, but what is your personal definition of success? So at jackcanfield.com, he gives us 10 life purpose tips to help you find your passion. Number one, explore the things you love to do and what comes easy to you. We're all born with a deep and meaningful purpose that we have to discover. I told you about mine. (laughs) Your purpose is not something you need to make up. It's already there. You have to uncover it in order to create the life you want. You may ask yourself, what is my purpose in life? You can begin to discover your passion or your purpose by exploring two things. Are you ready? What do you love to do? And what comes easy to you? Of course, it takes work to develop your talents. Even the most gifted musician still has to practice. But it should feel natural, like rowing downstream rather than upstream. For Jack, he says... I love to teach, to write, to coach, to facilitate, to train, and to develop transformational seminars, workshops, and courses. I love to bring other leaders together for conferences and to co-create new approaches to our work. These things come easy for me. Although I invested many years in learning how to master these skills, I loved every minute of it. In other words, work is required, but suffering is not. If you're struggling and suffering, you're probably not living on purpose. Number two, ask yourself what qualities you enjoy expressing the most in the world. First, ask yourself, what are two qualities I most enjoy expressing in the world? His are love and joy. Second, ask yourself, what are two ways you most enjoy expressing these qualities? Jacks are inspiring and empowering people. He said, I inspire people with moving stories that I tell in my seminars and that I write about in my books. And I empower them to teach and be powerful and successful with their strategies. These are strategies they can apply to their own lives. What are yours? Mine are definitely love and encouragement. And I also inspire and empower, or at least that's my goal to do every day. Number three, create a life purpose statement. Take a few minutes and write a description of what the world would look like if it were operating perfectly according to you. In my perfect world, everybody is living their highest vision where they are doing, being, and having everything they want. Finally, combine all three into one statement and you will have a clear idea of your purpose. So here's Jack's: Inspiring and empowering people to live their highest vision in a context of love and joy. See how that works? Number four, follow your inner guidance. What is your heart telling you? What if I told you that you have your own guidance system within you that can help you get from where you are in life to where you want to go? It's called your inner GPS. Your inner GPS is similar to the GPS system you use in your car or on your phone. It tells you how to get from point A to point B. When you get in your car and are heading to a specific destination, what is the first thing you put into your GPS? First, it finds your current location. Once it's determined where you are, it gives you directions to go where you're heading. For the system to work, it simply needs to know your beginning location and your end destination. The navigation system figures out the rest by the use of the onboard computer that receives signals from multiple satellites and calculates your exact position, blah, blah. Then it plots the perfect course for you. So all you have to do from that point is to follow the instructions to reach your destination. All you have to do is decide where you wanna go by clarifying your vision. Then lock in your destination through goal setting, affirmations, and visualization, and then start taking the actions that will move you in the right direction. With every picture you visualize, you're inputting the destination you wanna get to. Every time you express a preference for something, you're expressing an intention. A table by the window, front row seats at a conference, first-class tickets, a room with an ocean view, or a loving relationship. All these images and thoughts are sending requests to the universe. If you stay out of the way, meaning you don't interrupt the process with a stream of negative thoughts, doubts, and fears, your inner GPS will keep unfolding the next steps along your route as you continue to move forward. In other words, once you clarify and then stay focused on your vision, the exact steps will keep appearing along the way in the form of internal guidance, creating ideas, and new opportunities. Number 5. Be clear about your life purpose. Once you're clear about what you want and keep your mind constantly focused on it, the how will keep showing up, sometimes just when you need it and not a moment earlier. You were born with an inner guidance that tells you when you are on or off course by the amount of joy you're experiencing. The things that bring you the greatest joy are in alignment with your purpose and will get you to where you want to go. When you present your goals to the universe with all its powerful technology, you'll be surprised and dazzled by what it delivers. This is where the magic and miracles truly happen. Take some time to think honestly and openly about where you currently are in your life and what you want to do with your life. What is your financial status? How are your relationships going? How is your health? And so on. Next, think about where you would like to be. If your life were perfect right now, what would it look like? What kind of job would you have? And where would you be living? By continually doing this exercise, you'll send powerful triggers to your subconscious mind to help you get there. Number six. Conduct a passion test. Developed by Chris and Janet Atwood, the passion test is a simple yet elegant process. You start by filling in the blanks 15 times for the following statements. When my life is ideal, I am blank. The word you choose to fill in the blank must be a verb. When Janet took Jack through this test, this is what his answers look like. My life is ideal when I'm being of service to massive numbers of people. My life is ideal when I'm helping people with their vision. My life is ideal when I'm speaking to large groups. My life is ideal when I'm being part of a spiritual leaders network. My life is ideal when I'm creating a core group of ongoing trainers who feel identified with my organization. Once you've created 15 statements, you identify the top five choices. To do this, you compare statements one and two to identify which is more important. Take the winner of that comparison and decide whether it's more or less important than statement three. Then take the winner of that comparison and decide if it's more or less important than four and so on until you've identified the passion that is most meaningful to you repeat the process with the remaining 14 statements to identify your second choice then repeat it for all the way up to five next create markers for each of your top five passions so that you can look at your life and easily tell whether you are living that passion for jack a life goal would be when i'm helping people live their vision I'm giving at least 20 workshops a year to 10,000 people at each event. People are coming up afterward and saying, you've really empowered me to live my vision. Be that specific. What do you want to see? Once you know what your passions are and how your life will look, then you are living it. You can create action plans to turn your dreams into realities. Number seven, think about the times you've experienced the greatest joy in your life. Another technique you can use to help you identify your purpose is to conduct a joy review. Simply set aside about 30 minutes and make a list of all the times you felt the greatest joy. Then, look for a pattern among these times. Since we know joy is a part of your internal guidance system, telling you when you are on course, you can determine a lot about your life purpose from completing this joy review. We're at number eight. Follow this example to finding purpose. Jack says one of his coaching students, a successful cardiologist, was struggling to identify his purpose. So he suggested another exercise and asked him to look back over his life and answer the question, When have I felt most fulfilled? He shared three periods in which he felt the happiest and most fulfilled. First, he talked about a time with his grandfather when he was growing up in India. The second was when he experienced playing with his own grandchildren. And the third was a time he spent vacationing on a sailboat. Then he was asked what was common to all three of these experiences, and he told him that it was a sense of freedom that he felt. Noticing that none of these experiences related to his profession in medicine Jack asked him about his most fulfilling experiences as a doctor. The incidents he reported were where he had donated his services for free or for a lesser fee than his partners thought he should have. He shared about a time when he took a much longer time than usual during an office visit to support and encourage a family who were in fear of losing their father during a heart surgery. As we examined his life further, it became apparent that he took very little time for himself. He was always on call, always working late, always overscheduled, with little or no free time for self-care. So, Jack asked him why this was. He answered that people could die if he didn't attend to them. The problem became clear. By attending only to patients and never to himself... He was, in a sense, dying. To drive this point home, Jack asked him what he would do in the following situation. A patient comes to you for an operation. If you operate on this patient, you will die. If you don't operate on him, he will die. It's him or you. What would you do? He reflected quietly on this scenario for a long time, and then he finally said, I would choose to live rather than die myself. It doesn't make sense to kill myself to save others. This was a turning point in his life. He later told Jack that while he still wanted to serve people, he now knows he has a right to take care of himself, his mind, his body, and his needs. The cardiologist now places a higher value on doing what truly comes from his heart, not someone else's. Number nine, align your goals with your life purpose and passions. We're all gifted with a set of talents and interests that tell us what we're supposed to be doing. Once you know what your life purpose is, organize all of your activities around it. Everything you do should be an expression of your purpose. If an activity or goal doesn't fit that formula, don't work on it. Aligning with your purpose is most critical when setting professional goals. When it comes to personal goals, you have a little more flexibility. If you want to learn how to paint or water ski, go ahead and do so. If your goal is to get fit and lose weight, move ahead with confidence. Nurturing yourself emotionally, physically, and spiritually will make you more energized, resilient, and motivated to live your purpose on the professional front. However, don't ignore the signs that your job or career are not right for you. If you dread Monday mornings and live for the weekends, it may be a sign that it's time to follow your heart and pursue the work you long to do. Number 10, lean into your true purpose. Once you've gained more clarity about your purpose, you don't need to completely overhaul your life. Instead, just lean into it bit by bit. Start living your purpose a little more fully every day and pay attention to the feedback you're receiving from others and in terms of the results you're producing and also how you feel. Break through to your success with this formula – You've got big dreams and ambitions. Now it's time to start acting on them while taking your life to a whole new level. Ask yourself, are you where you want to be? Have you accomplished all you thought you would have by now? Are you enjoying the lifestyle, travel, weekends, and leisure pursuits you've always dreamed of? Do you want a more fulfilling career or business? Could your relationships be deeper, more rewarding, and more meaningful? I think about all the times my ideas didn't work out as a blessing instead of a challenge. If some of those ideas had made it, Lord knows what I would be doing now. How about you? What got in your way? When did you change your course and abandon your ideas? So many times we throw in the towel on wants and desires if we feel like we've missed the window of opportunity. Well, that was when I was young. Age. Oh, when I was single, I thought I would do this or that. Unencumbered. If I had the money, I might do this or that. Financial excuses. We could go on and on. But I get it to a degree. Timing is everything. It really is. I love this saying because it's not no or never. It's just not now. That I can live with. I want to travel and explore other parts of the world. The timing is all wrong, but instead of tabling the entire idea, I'm learning Spanish. This way, I'm still working towards my goal instead of abandoning it all together. Tracy Kennedy brings us five steps to discover your next. In an article she wrote for ThriveGlobal.com, research shows that one in three people are actively searching for a new job. 70% of employees are not engaged at work. 77% of Americans regularly experience physical symptoms of stress. 40% of workers experience persistent stress or excessive anxiety in their daily lives. It's no wonder so many of us are looking for something else. But how do you work out what that something else is? Often, people trying to figure out what to do next find themselves getting overwhelmed, stuck, confused, scared, and even paralyzed by it all. Others give up because it seems too impossible. Many don't even know where to start. So here are 5 key steps to working out what you want to do next and start taking action to get you there. First things first. Remember, this isn't about figuring out the entire rest of your life. It's about working on uncovering what's next. Number one, take a step back. Whenever you're looking at where to go next, it's important to take a step back. Look at the big picture and identify where you actually want to go. Too often people start with trying to figure out how to get somewhere But they're still unclear on where there is, what they really want or what they're aiming to accomplish. Sometimes this is because we're so focused on what we don't want and what's not working that we forget to ask ourselves what we do want. Taking a step back allows you to look at what you do want as you go forward. So what do you want? (laughs) Get specific. What are you actually trying to achieve with this next step? Step two, take a look at you. Whichever direction you decide to go, there's a certain amount of self-awareness and soul-searching that will be critical to your success in any and all future endeavors. The idea behind this step in the process is to take a closer look at you and all the parts of you. The purpose here is to reduce the clutter, go inward, and get to the essence of you. While this is only one step, it's a huge part of the process. A few important questions to ask yourself might include, What drives and motivates me? What are my core values? What's most important to me? What contribution do I want to make? What skills, talents, and passions do I bring to the table? I know, these are some big questions, right? Understanding yourself at this deeper level and making decisions based upon these insights will make sure whatever it is is something that will make you happier, more successful and more fulfilled. It will make sure that your next step is a step in the right direction, not just another step. And step number three, identify what could be. This is your chance to identify the possibilities and options. In this step, your first goal is to brainstorm everything that might be possible. This step is not about the right choice. It's about allowing your creative mind to expand and see further opportunities that you may not have seen before. We often dive straight into finding the right one and eliminating everything that doesn't feel perfect. By expanding your options, you may discover something you hadn't seen before or something you discredited because it wasn't right. This is your chance to really come up with all your potential options. Once you've done an initial brainstorm to know what possibilities you're working with, then, and only then, is it time to look at which of your options might be the best fit. To do this, you'll want to look at all the options through the lens of what you want, step one, and who you are, step two. Identify the two to three options you feel most connected to, energized by, the ones that feel aligned with what you're looking for. Don't worry too much about what is realistic or otherwise, and don't choose based on what you worry might be involved in actually getting there. That's the next step. Step four, open the door. This step is all about taking the choices that you've narrowed down and exploring your options in more depth. It's important to find ways to explore these options in both an intellectual way and an emotional way. It's about doing the practical research and taking the time to imagine how following through each of these options may impact your thinking, feeling, and well-being. Say your next is about looking at potential new careers. Exploring this step could include online research, talking to others who are in this line of work, and looking at required training and qualifications. Once you're loaded up with this kind of information, take what you've learned and sit back. Can you see yourself doing this? What do you feel inside when you imagine telling a good friend that you've switched careers? What do you notice when you visualize being your first day at work? And most importantly, how does it feel? Maybe your next is a decision about moving somewhere different. If that's the case, this might mean talking to others who live there, joining online forums, creating a visual scrapbook, or visiting a place or two on your list. Again, once you've done your initial research, sit back and imagine or visualize yourself in each of these places. How do you see the days rolling out? What are you doing? Who are you meeting, and how do you feel? The goal of the second part of each of these examples is to let go of the whys, wherefores, have to, and shoulds, and to connect to your subconscious to get to the depths of what really resonates as the best choice for you. Have fun with this step. Step number five, bring it all to life. Okay folks, it's decision time. Once you've narrowed down and really explored your options, it's time to commit to something. I know this part is hard. What if it isn't right? What if there's something else out there? What if it's the worst decision ever? These are all really good questions but not if they stop us from moving forward. If you know you need to take the next step and you know you're unhappy where you are, what is the bigger risk? It's better to rock the boat than die sinking in it, right? You'll know the best option for you as it'll be the one that'll feel the most right or natural. It's the one that gives you a sense of excitement or energy It's the one that you feel drawn to or even pulled by. That doesn't mean you won't be scared by it. It just means you have to let go of the intellectual side of your thinking and really listen to your innate wisdom inside of you. A big challenge here is not to do what you think you should do or what others believe that's best for you. Everyone has opinions, right? Given your circumstances and the work you've done in the steps prior, what do you believe is best for you right now? Remember, this is not about the rest of your life. This is about what's next. Once you've made a decision, it's time to take action. Give yourself a deadline, a timeline, or a goal to make it happen. Remember, every step you take is going to bring you closer to where you wanna be or take you further away. Make each step count. If you wanna share encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, use the new life of spring to inspire you to take action. Be willing to grow in ways you've only dreamt of. Spend time evaluating what's next and then be open to putting yourself out there in a new way. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. A summer through until the path was clear That's when I found you and How I wound up here All I needed was a rock that I